0: Welcome to the Mindful Creator Podcast. I live by the philosophy that, good or bad, we create everything in our life. If you're listening, my hope is that this podcast plants the seed in your mind that you can be the mindful creator of your world, and that you might be inspired to take action to create your best life by whatever learnings impact you the most. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My guest today is my good friend and someone who definitely knows a thing or two about the side hustle, Nish Palmer. Nish is not only a full-time analyst with HSBC, but on the side runs a wedding photography business. And when I say it's on the side, anyone who's been to a wedding knows just how stressful these things can be. But super excited to get into this conversation to hear about Nish, his story about corporate life and how he manages that with the business as well as the family how he started and how he basically looks after everything as if it's the easiest thing in the world. Nish was naturally um, the photographer at our wedding. His work is amazing. Nish, thank you so much for giving up your time to be here and share your journey.
1: Ah, no worries. Thank you, for, thank you so much for having me.
0: Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, you're basically family now anyway, so it would be rude of well, you. Yeah. you.
1: I, I, think, <laughs> I think that happened very much on our very first phone call. Do you remember that? Although we shouldn't talk about that straight off, right? Should we?
0: Oh, we can go for it. Oh,
1: <laughs> was, this part,
0: was this the part where you told me that someone else might be booking the same date? And I told yes. them that they can basically F off like right at the beginning. Yeah.
1: yeah I, so, so your wedding day, I think I had like three, three inquiries for your wedding day. It was pretty crazy. Um, and it happens all the time, right? Every year I, I will naturally have one or two days where people want the same date. But I'll never forget your response. And like to the day I die, and this is what nearly four years
0: ago? Four and a half Five years ago. ago now. Five years actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I I I I will never forget what you said. It was basically tell him to F off, right? And to those that are listening, he he, he didn't use the, the word F, he, he just went full on. So um <laughs> and and and, my, and I was sort of a little bit one, I was taken back by that, and two, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> this is this is this is my type of client, man, because if he's going to swear at me within an hour of meeting me, I've got no problems here. So,
0: well, dude, like oh. I knew I knew we wanted you just from the vibe we got when we met you that very first time. And everything after that was just like, OK, we'd already made up our mind. It was just sorting out the details. So when you said that, I was like, well, I already know what I want. So I'm just going to communicate that. And that was it. And it worked.
1: So it, yeah, of course it works, man. We we got we've we built a, an amazing friendship, right? Like um I know I, I know I can uh, lean on you for advice on like certain things and likewise um you know you can come to me for photography and video stuff, oh, ironically like, enough. We, a... <laughs> there's
0: actually before this when uh, by the way, if you're watching this on video, Nish helped me sort out my colour but before this it looked incredibly orange. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> that's right. right I'm, I'm still going to call you later and go we need to fix this better so i'm yeah. st- i look you might be all right with it i'm i'm not totally okay with it right so you know what i'm like i'm a bit of a perfectionist so it's got to be perfect that's so I, i'll send you a full lighting diagram if you need and send you links to all the stuff that you want to buy uh, and then <laughs> chris
0: will slap me for actually making you spend money but hey i will have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole like photography studio lighting thing going on which would be quite cool which would be quite cool all right, let's get into it. So like the first thing I want to talk about is your journey. Like for everyone listening, like, like I mentioned right at the beginning, Nisha is a full-time employee at HSBC and he, I mean, it's his part-time thing when you look at his photography business, but the way he works on it, it's not looking like it's part-time. It's Definitely looking like it's full-time, the amount of time, effort, energy, everything that goes into it is intense. So, Nish, like, how does HSBC and photography marry up for you? Like, was banking, was was that always the traditional path to go down for you? And then photography became a passion later on? Or was it just, like, out of nowhere, you decided to go for that kind of job? And you always had a passion for photography? What was it?
1: Right. So, so photography wasn't... So, let, let me take it back a bit, right? Um, when... Most people speak to photographers, they'll have this backstory about how they've always wanted to be a photographer and they've always had a camera in their hand and they've always been taking pictures and pictures are an important part. That's not me. I'll be really honest. That, that was never me, right? Um, for me, um, I was into computers, um, programming, uh, maths, uh, websites, web building, all that good stuff. And photography really the story really came to me when I got married, right? Um, when I got married, th- there's only about three things I was really interested in, and you know, I'm quite open about this. Uh, it was the photo, the video, and the, and the honeymoon. Um, <laughs> we won't talk too much about the honeymoon. Honeymoon was freaking epic. But um, the, the photo side of things was where I got really yeah. interested in, in that whole wedding piece, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna get married to Sage, I was really happy. Anything that we need to do, we, we, we should do, and that was cool. Uh, and and like my family knew this, Serge knew this. We we're all cool with that. But I never even had a camera at that point, right? I was like running around with a little digital compact, N- nothing nothing that you see these days with the big digital okay.
0: Um
1: And it's on our honeymoon that when when I started taking like loads of photos and built my own little or designed my own little um, coffee book, uh, so, sorry, coffee table book. Um, that's when I thought I actually enjoy this. This is this is quite cool. Um, and it's all about gadgets and all that crazy stuff. So that's where it started. Um, how it fits together, it, it doesn't at all. I'll be honest with you. Um, HSBC, my, my corporate life and my sort of nine to five life keeps me, you know, gives me my sort of my everyday stuff, right? I know where I stand. I know what's coming in. I'm, I'm cool with it. And my photography gives me that sort of creative slant in life and allows me to just explore myself. I don't worry I don't have to worry about where my next paycheck comes from, right? Especially in this day and age, right now with all the whole COVID thing, yeah. it's sort of good that I don't worry about my sort of photography business not having that many weddings um, because I know my mortgage is paid and all the rest of it. And Touchwood, that that carries on, right? You never know what's going to happen around the corner, but you know we'll always hustle, we'll always change, and you know if we need to change up, we change up. It is what it is. True. So I mean- yeah, they're, they're, they're distinctly different. Um, but I love them both right I wouldn't change it
0: 100% and like just what you mentioned there 100% we are in such a lucky position to not be so adversely affected by COVID compared to like what people are going through with losing jobs and not being able to make payments and losing houses or apartments and just all the crap that's going on it's tough it is
1: it is tough, man. It's crazy. Um, I, I've I know a lot of people that have struggled this year uh, in the last twelve months or so. Um, no, photography, wedding photography isn't easy. That it's like cutthroat at times. People are like super crazy. You will get no matter what number you get, someone will always be cheaper, <laughs> guarantee. But that's that's true in life anyway, right? So
0: it's
1: not it's not easy. Um, and I know people have been struggling this year with. The lack of support or whatever they want to call it but my my whole thought process is different right um i say to my friends i was like look I, I know there isn't you 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 feel upset that we haven't been given that much support from the government right but flip it the government didn't have didn't have to do anything for us just be glad that they've done something right that's the first thing um and the whole power is in with your own in your own hands so if something isn't working now Think about what can you do to make it work. What can you do differently? What can you flip up? What can you change? What can you, what can you bring into your own thing right now to set yourself ready for when when it all becomes normal again? This is an opportunity, mate. This is this isn't a time to like um, sit back and moan and oh woe oh, me. Like I don't have time for that. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I, I've been through life. I've seen so much shit in my life that like I don't have time for that. I I, I want to enjoy my life. And and you're right. I'm busy as hell, man. Like nine to five with HSBC, six to 12 for my photos. And I've got a little boy, I've got a wife, parents, you know, it's, it's not easy, but I do because I love it. Definitely. Um, And I don't have, as I said, I don't have time for people like just woe me. Um, I, I don't surround myself with those types of people. I'll be honest with you. That sounds really bad, but it is what it is.
0: Do you know what? I don't think it's really bad. I think it's just an observation where you know, and this is how I see it because I'm very similar. Like, I know that I surround myself with people who are, like, you hear it all the time surround yourself with like minded people and you become more like them, or you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. That's a very, like, Instagramable quote that comes up all the time. Like, every single day you'll see that at least once. But in reality, that's actually true because whoever you're hanging around with and whatever energy they bring will naturally get passed on to you. So the question isn't about like, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a question of what do you want? And if you want to hang around with people that inspire you, motivate you, help you take responsibility, then that's the people that you want to be around. And who's anyone else to judge that? Exactly.
1: Right. It's, it's your choice. You do you do you, man. Like I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop anyone doing what they want to do. If you're going to ask me, if someone like my friends know me, right? My friends know. If you if you're going to ask me straight up what I think, I will tell you. And I surround myself with those types of friends. And it's always it's always fun when I ask some of my friends for an opinion because I'm pretty certain they're going to give me a bit of a bitch slap when I when I get that because I know the answer. I'm just I'm just being a little bit silly for asking it in some ways. But I, but that's. You're right. You surround yourself with those types of people. And I, I also actually think it's partly the way you brought up as well. Right. Um, I've been brought up in a way that, you know, understood that not you're not going to get everything on a silver platter. You're not going to get it given. You got to go and get it, man. You got to find it, work hard, um, be, you'll be supported. Of course you will. You know, my parents supported me massively. My wife supports me now. Um, but success is all in my own hands right Um, and it's in your hands it's in it and everyone's success is different right everyone's happiness is different so yeah it's it's um it's an interesting time I, I honestly think it's really it's a really cool time
0: right now yeah 100% and just going back on that I love what you said about like okay the government didn't actually have to do anything so like who are we to complain about what is being done and what isn't being done but ultimately responsibility is with us like it's up to us to decide okay this is the situation at the moment and this could be amazing or it could be completely shite but whichever way it is it's still up to you you still have the power and control to do something about it so like I totally agree with what you said I love how you put it as well um just going back on the photography thing so you started when you went on your honeymoon so how long ago was that now
1: 2011 10 years this year man. 10 years no it i got the date wrong haven't I that's so bad it's 2008 I got married holy cow um
0: it's <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> just gonna kill you bro
1: um no, it's fine so. look I, I, we've been married years right we've had like the best time um photography actually even when I went on honeymoon it was just just random photos we took this to you it was only it was, it was really funny the story is I had my digital compact, I met my cousin, he had just bought a brand new camera and I was like, I want this, <laughs> like playing around with it, saying to Sedge, oh, this is really cool. And Sedge so is like, nah, you're not having it. And then about a month later, I met my uncle who obviously had another really cool camera and I'm like, yeah, I love this, you know, gadgets and stuff, Your boy gadgets, that's just me. And again, she was like, no. And then he came to my birthday and I was like, can I please? It's like, you know, begging, begging to my own wife for, for a camera. It's quite sad, um, <laughs> but she she actually went, yeah I mean, literally as soon as she said yes I ran out the house to go and buy my camera. I knew where I was going to get it from. I knew who had it in stock. I knew which lenses I want. I literally done the full works on the on the research side of things, and I went and bought it. And then I realised I was really crap at photography.
0: <laughs> and you know what? I'm so glad you just said that because this is what I want to talk about now. Because it's not like you had this passion. You didn't have a camera in your hands when you were two years old. This came on about 14 years ago 13 years ago now so if that's the case and you started off and you knew okay fine you can admit that when you started you were shit so like talk us through this process like what happened what did you go and do to get to a level where you felt comfortable to say to a client i'm going to take pictures for you
1: so number one you're always learning right So I could for everyone amazing, anyone that says, Nish, you're amazing, I can give you 20 people that are even better, straight off, right? So you're always learning. Um, don't ever think you're the top of the game. You're not. You, there'll always be someone there to take you down. But to bring it back to what you asked, you know, what did I do to realize? I, when I got that first camera, um, I was taking pictures of literally everything. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is all right. This is nice. And then I, I realized pretty quickly that my photos are pretty crap, let's be honest, they were, I'm never sharing those photos. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, ain't happening, right? Um, you could do it before. Am I, and I, before. I, sorry? You
0: could do it before and after. Um, huh? Not that bad. It's, okay. It is
1: bad, right? I mean, like, let's be fair, they're, they're okay, but oh my God, it's not something that I'd be pushing out now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important that I realized that they weren't what I wanted to showcase. Yeah. It was important that I realised that this is this is this is nice. Like to any person generally, they'd be like, "Are these nice, nice photos?" To me, I'm like, mm, "It's not quite right. Something not quite right about them." So, number one, I then started looking around. Right, what can I do better? What am I doing wrong? What uh, what do I need to change? Do I need to buy stuff? Not really. But I started looking at what what I the, the photographers whose work I really liked um and then good old google seo got involved and you started following the people that you know google wants you to follow because it's all seo related you know people that do it well do it well and facebook and whatever but i learned i went to i went to like a couple of workshops and i learned some things which started put me towards or drive me towards a route where i wanted to go to um and even then i was like yeah this is cool but it's not exactly where i want it to be um and I just it's just constantly learning, right? So I learned from a guy called Adam Alex. And like if you ask most Asian photographers of my age, they know this guy because we all did his course. Oh, wow. Every single one of us is crazy. There's another guy called Jerry Gionis. And again, there's a bunch of us that did his course. And Jerry is pretty much renowned as back in about five, six, seven, eight years ago, he was known as like probably the best wedding photographer in the world. Um, great salesperson as well. Um, but then I, I realized their type of stuff isn't what I loved. So I started moving towards something slightly different, which is more sort of documentary type stuff, more creative documentary type stuff and, and learning from those types of people. So I'm not going to sit here and say this is the right person for you to learn from. You've got to find that person. you got to find what they're doing. And you've got to find how you're going to make your stuff better, not copy is is too strong a word, but you are going to essentially copy in many ways. But you're going to learn to flip it to make it more of what you're going to push out and the stuff that you love. The guys I love at the moment, um, there's a guy in America called Sam Hurd, who is absolutely incredible as a photographer. Um, he does weddings, he does all sorts, but his background, believe it or not, is, is photojournalism. Um, he does. He, um, a number of years ago, he, he used to live, I think in Washington or wherever. And he did load of headshots, but the headshots of people did, we're talking about, we're talking like Morgan Freeman, we're talking George Clooney, we're talking Statesman, we're talking like proper, like serious people here, right? But you can't sit there, you can't get him to stand there for like 20 minutes as you figure out what you want to do and get your lighting right. This guy knew that he had this person here for 10 seconds. And in that 10 seconds he's got the, he's got to get a damn good portrait like that. That's the people you want to be following. Right, that's the people who you want to find, right? And Sam's creativity is just off the freaking charts. So he's probably one of the guys I follow a lot these days uh, from a creativity point of view. But again, it's about learning, right? You, the thing, I, the thing I love about Sam, he's he's openly sharing what he does. And there's loads of people that won't. Yeah. And I'm I, I align myself closer to people that I want to share. So if someone says, "Nish, how did you do that?" Yeah, no worries. This is how I did that. Um, if you follow my Insta. Um, I don't know when you're going to put this out, but there'll be a, you'll see the picture when you when you follow this and you find me on Insta. There's a picture that I took uh, end of 2020 um, at the Hare Krishna temple It's basically loads of crisscross bride and groom, a of crisscrossing. It's like behind a jail type thing um, that was actually shot through the shoe rack in the Hare Krishna temple. No way. Uh, straight up um, the bride and groom were like, what are you doing? Like they were like, what the fuck? But I was like, guys, just go with me. Right. This looks quite cool. It might work. It might not work. It's twenty. It's like three to five minutes of your time, man. But if this is good, you're gonna love it. And it shot through. We shot it. I shot it through the um, the shoe rack because I loved the texture it gave, and I loved the lighting, and I loved the color. Um, and that came out freaking awesome. But but you you got to always like think and try is my my thought process. Uh, I don't even I, ever, I don't even know if I answered your question, but we'll go oh. with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, you did. so you've answered part of it, and I'm gonna to come to the second part in a second. But I love that because it is about going on the journey for someone that's starting off new, that wasn't like a passion that they've had since they were a kid. And this is something like you know you're fully working, you didn't think about doing this, but there had to be a process or a journey to get you to the stage you're at at this point in time. Yep, it is I totally agree. You have got to practice. You have got to learn. You've got to go and find people that you want to learn from because only by doing that will you then be able to create your own ways of doing things.
1: There's a really, there's a really cool quote. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name now, but he's a guy that he, he created uh, something called creative life, right? Creative life is a website on the internet. Does a lot of things about photography, movies, whatever. It's a very creative um, website. And it is like the precursor to like a lot of online training it is, And it's free, right? They literally do freebies throughout the day. And if you miss it, then you pay for it. But the freebies, some of them are just incredible. But a guy that runs it, he was once asked, like, um, how do I be successful, right? And his answer was, and I can't remember the exact answer, but you'll get the gist. But his answer was essentially, do, do you need to watch that episode of Simpsons? Do you need to sit and watch something? If you really want to be successful and you've got a nine to five, well, you got 6 to 12 as well, right? Working the 6 to 12. You don't need to watch something. Really push that 6 to 12. If you want to move out of that 9 to 5 and make your new thing your 9 to 5, then work in the hours that you have, right? And really work hard. And then you can flip it, and then you can do something cool. I'll find a quote for you. I'll send it to you. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I've got it somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, probably hidden
1: on my Instagram because I've deleted it or something. But it's definitely on my phone somewhere.
0: No, I, I love that. But I get the gist, which is like, if there's something that you really want to do and if it's important to you and actually i just posted about this in my stories today it's just so funny that you said it because it literally says if there's something that's important to you you'll find the time yeah i'm right otherwise you've got to be a bit more realistic with yourself and maybe realize that actually it's not as important as you're telling people it might be or you're telling yourself it might be because you're constantly distracting yourself from doing it by doing other things in the same time that may not be as good of a of the use of that time so yeah totally agree man uh, so the second part of my question go which i want you to uh, go into as well so you went on the journey of like just discovering what type of photography you wanted to be and working on that specific skill like just becoming a better photographer in your eyes how long until you got your first client from so since 2008 how long until you got your first client
1: so I'm trying to think I'm trying to think the timeline um so 2011 was probably around the time no I can't remember when I got my freaking cameras and stuff this is so bad um I I know I know the first wedding I shot was my cousins and that was in Bangalore so I was doing destination weddings before being an actual wedding photographer how how incredibly crazy is that
0: Um, family members who have weddings right
1: I, I, I shot this whole wedding like crazy and I was like, yeah, I need to calm down. And then I, then I shot a bunch of pictures at my, my wife's friend's wedding in Udaipur. So I, I did freaking two weddings in India before I even got my first one in, in the UK. My first wedding was, I want to say 2012 or 2013. So uh, I can't remember the exact four, date. Sorry?
0: About four or five years after you started with the camera. Uh, no,
1: uh, about two to three years after I first started the whole photography thing um it was I actually I can remember so it was June 2011 was the pre-wedding shoot and I the reason I know that because it was a month after my dad went into hospital um we'll come to that <laughs> um, the or was it May? whatever it was that time uh, and the wedding was later that year so October time if I remember correctly I'm still good friends with him actually I, was, I met him the other week um and then after that he just sort of built and built and built and built, and we got some, I got some really cool, cool stuff from there. But it was from my first camera to the first wedding, it was probably about a year, year and a half. And then that wasn't through want of trying. That first client was actually my sister's friend, right? My sister worked with a girl. She told my my sister that um her sister was getting married. And oh, by the way, do you know anyone? And my sister hooked me up, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it was um, I remember that. Uh, and then it just snowball from there it's, it's all about just working hard and pushing and just knocking on those different doors
0: yeah so did you get paid for that one or did you offer to do that one for three years a first I,
1: I did a few freebies i did like a couple of people free um okay. but that was my first paying one nice
0: all
1: right sweet I, I, the first few freebies were just do i really enjoy this do i actually want to do this uh, and the answer was yes, but then I realized I was spending way too much time on editing afterwards. So I, uh, that was the other thing, right? Learn, right? Learn from your mistakes. So it goes back to what I said earlier: you, you're always learning something new.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. And in a way, you were able to test the waters before you went and did paid work for someone, which was, you know, it really helped you go in there solid with the idea that you want to do this, which yeah, in turn has a massive effect on. How your work turns out as well because if you want to do it and you want to have a great wedding that is what you will then produce with that level of energy and what you bring to it whereas if you go in there with the whole not being sure about it then that's what will transpire into the work as well like it's just how it's just how it works um no you're right so you mentioned briefly about your dad and i was actually going to specifically ask you about this not just your dad. So like everyone listening initially will, if he feels comfortable to, he'll explain what happened with his dad as well. Um, but what I wanted you to cover with this as well was like, bro, work is challenging. Business is challenging. And then of course you have Sedge, you have Roderick, so you've got your little one and you've got your parents that you're looking after as well, especially since what's happened to your dad. How do you deal with that much, stress that much pressure like what's your way of dealing with that
1: okay so number one um it's a team right we all work together um so let's let's touch on dad first so dad my dad had a stroke 2011 um he's still alive he's still with us um it gave us a second chance with him um it's fair to say that we're so much closer we've got so many more memories with him now um and we're just so blessed to still have that time so that's that's the first thing um, and again it's all mind right mind of a matter with me the, the your, your question around how do i cope and deal with all those different moving parts is actually teamwork right it's really simple um, we all work together to make things happen right we've all got our own little things that we need to do both from a our own personalized work life family life you know just day-to-day stuff getting things done etc and aside to that um aside to that my my sort of thing is i'm not going to kill myself over this right photography is awesome i love it but they'll they'll put if there ever comes a point where i'm like not enjoying it or it's impacting my family my important people and that would be friends family etc um i know photography just stops right i'm like i cut it down immediately um I, and that's why i need to take limited number of bookings or wedding bookings i do limited number of shoots um i i don't i don't go crazy over it i'm not trying to get 50 weddings a year uh, like i can't i just can't do that it hits upon my one of my previous things right stress right um stress is so my dad had a stroke one of one of the reasons why you get a stroke is stress right if you stress yourself you're gonna be unwell. And stroke is one of those manifestations of too much stress. So I'm really conscious about not getting too stressed. And whenever I feel it, I do. You, everyone has to blow steam, right? Whenever you're stressed, you need to let it go. You need to just, if you need to shout at someone or shout at a wall or whatever, just get rid of it, right? The quicker you get rid of it, the sooner you get rid of it, the better you'll feel. It's important that we, we recognize that. And it's important right now because it's, there's a big thing at the moment, and you've seen it, like mental health and stuff, right? Especially COVID and working from home. Everyone's on top of each other. You really learn about yourself and you learn about your family, but stress is not good, right? You need to just, if you, if you spot it, you need to stop it. And, and it's not easy, I appreciate. Um, that's why I'm very conscious about it. Yeah. And it comes back to your question, right? So how do I do it? Working together, don't get stressed, limiting you know, certain things, knowing knowing what's important, right? Um, my wife may disagree a little bit with this, so we're never sharing this whole podcast with her.
0: Um I'll make sure to the recipient
1: list. <laughs> she'll listen, go this is bullshit, Nish. You don't you don't do half of this, <laughs> but I do, but I do. Um jokes. Um so so, so it is all about teamwork. You know, I can't do what I do without the support I have from Sedge, without the support I have from, from my parents. Um, I, I'm blessed massively. And when, he, when I say I'm blessed, considering all the shit that we go through, I honestly still think I'm blessed. Right? I, uh, there is nothing greater in life than like my family, my wife, my son, my dad, my mom, my sister, my brother-in-laws. You know, uh, my nieces, they're, they're like super important. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it is is all about teamwork. This would not work without teamwork. And, but you know what? I'm going to flip this a little bit. Um, Your life won't work without teamwork, right? Just because I've got an extra job is, is irrelevant, right? It's true in everyday life. You've got to work together, right? Whether it's corporate life, personal life, whatever, you've got to work as a team the, the, the bigger team and the good people around you, the more good people you have around you to help you and support you and you support each other, the easier and better your life is gonna be. I honestly truly believe that, right? That's why I'm I'm so hot on and, and, and clear on, you know, supporting as many people as I can. Cause I know like when I need help, people will help me. Been there, seen it, done it. Um, but it, 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 it's, it is all that teamwork.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree like and two parts to that actually one if you're not working as a team then technically you're butting heads which means that your energy is going more into like rubbing people up the wrong way or trying to fight to get something done your way when in actual fact probably everything could be achieved in half the time in a much smoother way if you just worked as a team yeah,
1: don't get me wrong, that there will be times where you won't want to work as a team and things will not work out as you want to. That's just that's just life, man. Let's let's just accept that and embrace it. You know, not everything's gonna be like golden meadows and happy flowers and sunshine and all the rest of it. There are gonna be shit days. Let's it is what it is, right? Um, but you know, there'll be more good days than bad.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what makes them good is when you're able to come back from those shit days and still work as a team because you know that the past is the past you've got something else that you're working towards and you put everything else aside to get that goal that's it and that's oh of course
1: you know what i've got tons of respect for sedge right um so when my dad had his stroke we were literally like a couple of years into our marriage i said look if you like whatever happens dad's coming home like i'm not putting him in a care home i'm not doing any of this um and like, if, if you're not going to, if you don't like it, just let me know. And she basically went, don't be a dick. Um, we're in it. We're in it together, right? Whatever happens, we're, we're going to work it out. And I like, I was like blown away by that. I was like, what the hell? I knew she was a good person like already, but she just literally really solidified everything that I thought felt new, right? It was just the best response. And I've got all the time in the world for her, like crazy amounts. Amazing. she'll disagree again when she hears this
0: between the weddings between work and between Ronok, I get about five to ten minutes a year so <laughs> that's how she sees it <laughs>
1: she's like I do everything for you man what are you on about you do nothing <laughs> no oh, joke uh, so we, we work really we work really well together right there's things that she doesn't do that I do there's things I do that she doesn't do you know it it this this thing falls apart really quickly like um she deals with my dad's medicines and stuff whereas i deal with the household finances and whatever right this is just normal teamwork this is this is uh, my life is no different to anyone else's it's just my mindset is like it's fine everything is fine like you can really get angry and upset over the smallest things all the time but what's that going to get you nothing like what's the point right Life's too short. I learned
0: that when my dad was in hospital. Life is way too short. Yeah, very true, bro. But I mean, like, it's just amazing to see, like, even with your dad, So obviously I've met your dad a few times, and to see how he is with everything that he's been through, and just seeing him smile, it just makes you feel happy. So to know that someone who's been through what they've been through, the stroke, and then having to now, like, it must be tough for him as well, to having to feel like dependent on other people to get things done.
1: Like- I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, with that, he's, he's, he's mentally unwell as well. So like, he's generally happy. Um, he, of course, is gonna have mental like problems. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm slightly choosing my words a bit carefully because I know this is gonna go wide and far, but um, it's, I, I know what's, what drives dad's happiness, which is seeing people happy, right? That's number one. And number two for him, it's, it's his grandchildren. So true story. Uh, Dad. So let me tell you about my dad. Right. So dad, dad was in hospital for a year, uh, about three to four months in. um, He literally had given up. Right. It was like, uh, he wasn't responding to anything. I'd walk in, I'd like tickle him he just wouldn't respond, just sit in his, in his, in his bed and like, just not very nice. Just wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything. just like, was just like a body, right? Yeah. And the doctor's like, "Look, bring bring everyone in, prepare yourselves, right? Say say goodbyes." So, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. All right. So, you know, rang my sisters, rang my sister, rang my in um, my in-laws, rang my uncles, aunts, whatever. I said, "Look, guys, if you want to see dad, this like it's not looking good." And um, is this this hits upon finding the thing that makes you happy, right? So this this is this is what this story is about um so we we called everyone in you got to bear in mind two weeks I've been trying to get my dad to just lift his hand right and just do something just respond for crying out loud and I was getting really pissed off with him I brought my niece in his first grandchild she was one and a half not even that probably and my dad just literally started playing with him in the bed got a ball shook her hand laughed giggled whatever and just just started playing with her and I'm sitting there going. You motherfucker, man! I've done so much for you, like you—you—you you, you won't even respond to your own son. And here comes this girl, like, oh, I—what like, the hell? Like, she had—he hadn't seen her, like, ever since he had his stroke, right? So he—he—he he, he was so down, like, he was gone, yeah. and that gave him the spark, right? Find your spark. For him, it was—it was my my eldest niece, um, and she's really special to us, right? Because yeah. she brought my dad back. And how? crazy is that when you think about it right yeah. she brought my dad back um i've told her often right she's the eldest um she's 11 she's like just doing a uh, 11 plus and stuff yeah. love her to bits right she gets such a hard time bless her right um because she's the eldest she's got like all the others and they're a little bit younger so she's like about that age gap
0: yeah. but you know what
1: she's for me she's like there, right? She's she's my favorite massively. Don't tell her, right Well, actually, forget. He, yeah. he knows he's my favorite, but it, she she means a lot to us as a family for what she did. And and, it, and let's let's go. Let's let's bring this back to like what we're talking about. Yeah. Find something that find your spark, right? For me, photography. My spark in photography is people. I can't take a photo of hills and buildings. It's like it's a building. It's a hill. It's a mountain. Yay people and the reactions and what they're doing oh wow this is this is a whole new world for me right this is really crazy fun shit so that's it's important that we we identify that in ourselves
0: definitely 100% like that it's exactly that actually uh if you want to go really deep into it like without your spark you are like I would go as far as to say without your spark you are dying and your dad's yeah. story is actually a perfect representation of that. And yeah. he was lucky enough to find his spot that was enough to bring him back. Like, how insane is that? How amazing is that?
1: Yeah, and- exactly. Crazy, right? So, we, we then put up like, a picture of Dulcie in front of him and basically, like, you better do what she does, right? So, like, and he just started mimicking her and all sorts. And it was great. He still does it, right? He does these little things that she did when he was in hospital but she brought her back. She brought him back. There's a, there's a video. I've actually got a video of this. Um, It's uh, I've, I've, I did post it years ago. I've got a video of this and it's uh, it's really emotional when you see it and the words and you're like, Whoa, it will, if, if you're mentally, as you know, you could be a rock and it'll make you cry, man. It's it's a, it's a crazy video. Um, And I, I, I love it. I absolutely love this video. And I'm like, I'm, hundred percent hundred percent intent on sharing this video when my niece gets married i'm like this is why you're so important to us this is why you're special and don't forget it It um everyone has a special person you gotta find them
0: yeah if i ever watch that video it's going to be in private and i'm gonna have a ton of tissues going falling my eyes out (laughs) um did did you
1: cry at your wedding photos did i do that with you
0: i don't remember i don't think you did
1: oh uh,
0: we're maybe, not crying i Mish, want Mish, to stop this now we are not crying together all right
1: <laughs> oh no we're not crying today don't worry man we're not doing that
0: No, no, oh. no not today I said together
1: <laughs> oh, there'll be a time don't worry um oh okay maybe maybe I, I've I've flipped up my delivery after you guys it might have been um that's why okay cool okay. there's a reason I asked that question um I'm just sort of thinking do I tell it or not tell it am I like, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. Well, one of the things that I do is when I'm delivering photos now is I say to my clients, like before you get your photos, you've got to look at your slideshow, right? Number one. But when you watch your slideshow, one, one, you're going to need alcohol. Two, you're going to need a laptop. Three, you're going to need speakers. Maybe some candles, make you look romantic at least. Because if I can't be there in person, at least do it on your own. But yeah. By yourself. Um, but you're also going to need some tissues. Because my photos must give you some emotion right uh and then once once you've got all that send me a selfie and not until i get the selfie will you will you get the photos that's my rule um and then
0: we didn't have that rule when you gave us our photos i know
1: shit man should have done it (laughs)
0: like um it to be like completely transparent and truthful uh did cry when i saw our wedding photos because of the photos that you've got of uh, my grandparents because oh. they passed away a few months after the wedding and just having them there and realizing how important it was to actually have them there because at one point we were thinking about having our wedding aboard which meant that they wouldn't have come they mm-hmm. wouldn't have able to travel and it was actually Chris who was insistent on like it's the most important thing for them to be there and when I saw the pictures it's when it hit me as to how important that truly was. So yeah, 100%. you know what? People
1: don't realize the importance of people until they've gone. It's scary. We we take so many things for granted. It's sad um, that we do, but that's just human nature. Let's just be honest. That's that. I'm not. That's not a bad thing. That's yeah. just what we are. Um, But but photos do really remind you of a lot, right? It brings you back to some incredible memories. Like behind me, you can see there's a little. I got a little gallery of some of my favorite photos from the last couple of years. I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think printing is important in pictures. So if you get if you get your photos, print them, right? If you do if you do an, I'd love you to do an album. Don't I don't force it, but. You, if you someone said this the other, um about a month ago and I'm gonna steal this quote from someone else this is a, I was doing a, a online like conference wedding conference type stuff as you do and this lady said um, USB is is the graveyard of photos. Print <laughs> your photos and how true is that saying Very right true. leave your you leave your photos in your USB you put a USB in a drawer you're going to lose it. Right, yep. print your print your damn photos. And I was like, this woman is like so nailed it. And I still don't sell albums. How bad is that, right? It's something I need to do better at. Um, but yeah, it's 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 important. I, you know, I'm I'm that type of guy that doesn't force things onto people. But I love I love everyone to print their photos out. You don't have to print everything out. Print one or two, man. And you're right, it's those memories.
0: Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Okay, next next question for you so what is your vision in life what are you working towards what's what's the dream for you going forward
1: dude you should have warned me you're going to give me this question right because i've not even thought about this ever like this what why, are you doing to me this is why
0: <laughs> this is why i don't give the question out because it's interesting for from my perspective and for everyone listening as well like Do you know, I I found that it's super interesting because I didn't know that photography wasn't the childhood passion it was. And a lot of people who are photographers say that it was. So that's been super interesting to hear. And a lot of people say that they only do things like once they've had their vision clear. But a lot of people start doing something and then get a vision clearer as they get going. So it's interesting to hear it off the fly and purposely not give you a chance to prepare that
1: you you gave me like 30 seconds to think of an answer and I'm still failing so um <laughs> what is, what is my was it my
0: my was what's, your, vision? what's your vision like or like what's your dream like what's the thing what's my dream what's my aim yeah
1: um you know what i am I'm, I'm quite a, a simple guy in in that i just want happiness man like i i'm like just just be happy whatever you do just be happy. my my whole thing is like as long as look my loved ones are healthy and we're happy like life is easy at that point right yeah right there'll be ups and downs we've touched upon this already but i'm i'm pretty straightforward like i like don't get me wrong i love a good holiday i love going away i love um time with my family i love my son my my, my parents etc but it all comes back to happiness right going on holiday is happiness time with your family is happiness time whatever is all happiness, do happy things. That's, that's it really. Um, So we all work towards, we all work towards retirement, right? Let's be honest. That's why we work. We're going to retire at an appropriate age. So we're all, we're all working or building up some, uh, a fund or whatever you're going to do, whatever your retirement plan is, it's got to be a plan to be happy, right? So my view on it is whatever I'm doing, whether it's photo, video, corporate whatever right it's all going towards my retirement to be happy and that is it it's as simple as that um there's nothing more to it to be
0: honest that's perfect dude that is a perfect answer and i'm so glad that i changed the quote <laughs> i didn't even notice that. <laughs> before i started the podcast with you i was like you know what i want to change up the um the quote that's sitting behind me and i always pick them like either by what I've seen that day or intuitively about gut feeling, what feels good to have on there. And the one that I've got today for those not watching the video and listening, it says, happiness is a choice. Uh, so true. Happiness is a choice, man. You choose to be happy. Like
1: God doesn't give you this thing to say you're going to be unhappy all the time. It's not, you, you, it's, it's inherent in you to be happy. So and then, like those people that know me, I'm always like smiling. It's like it's hard. I like even I actually got told off at work years ago for um saying to someone that we couldn't do something. And you got to bear in mind, this is like a high level senior manager, yeah. and I'm telling him bad news and I'm smiling about it because I have no other reaction other than to smile. And my and he got really pissed off with me. Told my manager. And my manager's like, you do realize Nish just smiles at everything, right? But I will speak to him about it here. And my boss is like, you know, next time you're going to give someone bad news, try not to smile in the face as you do it. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Wait, like, there's, I, there's nothing I can do about that. But yeah, it was, it's it is, I, I'm genuinely happy unless you see me really pissed off, which, is, which does happen, but I, I tend to try and flip out of it pretty quickly. cue the messages on on spotify and your facebook niche happy piss off yeah that's not true
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know even that is a skill to be able to get yourself out of that emotional reaction and i talk about this a lot with just people that i'm coaching people that i'm working with we've spoken about this a lot as well and it's just that ability to realize that you're having that emotion that's going to make you feel like angry pissed off annoyed whatever but then just recognizing that it's happening and giving yourself enough time not to have that instant reaction, but rather creating that little bit of space. So then you can choose what action you want to take afterwards with more intent, ideally towards you being calm or happy or something that takes you away from an emotional reaction.
1: It's it's a, it's a learned behavior, let's be honest. Yeah, 100%. Um, I you know like it's taken me a while to be the way I am and uh, and I used to be pretty much say it as it is doesn't really matter and deal with the the fallout afterwards but you know it, that you can't go through life like that let's be fair right you gotta stay happy but also got to be conscious of like what, what you're saying and how you're gonna impact someone right I mean trust me I can if I want to I will like absolutely go to town on you like uh, everyone has that ability I can do it you can do it but you have to have really pissed me off to actually get that reaction from me. And luckily it's rare. So I do understand people, people have their own reasons, you know, and, and I don't want to use the word selfish, right? Because no one is selfish, right? They don't mean to be selfish when they do things. Um it's just the way it is. Like right now with the whole COVID situation, I, I hear a lot of photographers, a lot of businesses going, oh, so and this my client has you know, they're moving again from 2018 to 2020 to now 2022. I'm like, they move them. Like, it's, it's not like COVID's their fault. It shit has happened, right? So just, you know, work out a way that works for you and them and, and stick by it. Um, it's not anyone's fault that we're going through this that's probably you know what we're not going to go into that deeper level because like this could go like so weird um
0: it's not a conversation worth having that's no no.
1: (laughs) well it is but probably not today um but um the the whole you know people make decisions based on their own personal situation at time right so as a business owner as a photographer as you know just a a corporate person right you have to identify that and and Figure out so figure out an answer based on that knowledge, right? Knowing full well, like it's not personal. Nothing ever is, right? No <laughs> one's personally trying to piss you off or do do wrong, but um you've you've gotta you've gotta make sure that whatever answer you come back with is is appropriate. So yeah, it's it's what you what you do and what you teach is important, right? And you know what, and it's learned behavior, and a and a lot of people don't get it. It's it's crazy um but what can you do
0: yeah it's what happens
1: them to dips for a course
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah but it's true it's what happens because you're right no one is purposely selfish but ultimately we all have needs that are that we are unconscious to and Hmm. our reactions fulfill those needs or fulfill those beliefs and in our eyes we're doing the right thing in our eyes we're doing what fulfills our unmet emotional needs and in doing so yes you cause friction with other people because it turns out to other people from other people's perspective you're being selfish but when you look at it and once you've done as much work on like the unconscious and stuff like that that i've done you start to realize that actually it's very difficult to get pissed off at how other people react because you recognize that they're just going through the motions of fulfilling their own unmet needs. So, and when you start okay. seeing it that way, it gives you a newfound like just appreciation of what someone else must be battling through to have that reaction, to be a certain way. You know
1: what? It's it it, it we we touched upon this earlier, mental health and stuff, right? When we were talking about my dad and all the rest of it um over the last ever since March right when when we had the first lockdown I consciously reached out to my clients and went are you okay are you guys all right is everything okay is anything I can do to help you anything you need just let me know if I can help you I will if I don't know I'll find out or I'll point you to someone that probably can but but don't don't do things in silo, right? Let, talk to me, at least. If you need to talk someone, talk to me. Maybe I can help you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know people, right? And this goes out to anyone that's listening. You will know your friends really well and you'll know the friends that are not themselves. You'll notice it, right? Subconsciously, you'll notice it and just go and ask them, are you okay? Because I've done that loads in the last year like so many times i'll randomly message my friends and stuff and i do it to you right do it to you and krish we got a whatsapp group and like randomly you will get a message from hey guys how you doing and it's as simple as that right um when we when when we're meeting when we're having drinks (laughs) and not yet it's covid (laughs) but you
0: know sorry i said at this rate 2023
1: yeah probably but it'll be good when we do it like let's not talk about (laughs) parties and stuff um But yeah but just do it right because we'll consciously subconsciously notice this about people um and you know what they will you don't know how you're going to help someone and like i've had a few people come back to me in the last few weeks actually right Um, and have said nish so glad that you reached out when you did like so glad that you just asked because there was i've got a few friends and i respectfully, i'm not going to say who they are like if they ever hear this they'll know that i'm talking about them but they have um they have reached back and said look thank you and you know I don't need the thanks I just want to make sure you're okay I, I, like thanks is nothing as long as you're okay it's, it's more important like we this little thing that we all can do is so important um and I think that's partly the reason why you know I'm I'm semi-successful I wouldn't say I'm the most successful photographer but um I think that's one of the reasons why I people do recommend me to to their friends and family and whatever um it's because i do care right if i didn't care i would not be doing this Mm -hmm. i'd be rubbish but um i do do really care um but i also understand like being caring and stuff does help me in in the business and other ways as well so it it, there's it all interlocks together is my viewpoint but this is just me like figuring shit out as I go through life, right? There's, there's no freaking book I've read to tell me this. This is just as I learned things, as I've grown up, you learn this stuff.
0: 100% man, and that skill of being able to talk to someone, just to reach out and just ask that very simple question, like, are you okay? How's it going? What are you up to? Especially now, when we're all isolated, when we're all feeling very much alone, <laughs> especially those of us that live separately, it's such a powerful impactful question that could change not just someone else's day, but could potentially change their life, especially if you're going through a really shit time. Yeah, Uh, indeed.
1: Indeed. Like you, you gotta be there for people, man. Like you be there for people one day, someone's going to be there for you. Like hundred percent, right? That day when you need someone, they will be there for you. I've had that, right? Like, like two years ago, I wasn't very well. Um, I had a bunch of weddings. I just couldn't shoot because I was that unwell. It wasn't, I wasn't life or death. I'd like, be honest, I had a skin infection, which meant I couldn't walk, which is a bit of a problem when you're shooting weddings, admittedly. Yeah. Um, luckily, I've got a really good support structure. I've got a load of good friends and I just basically just paid up, ponied up the money, went, guys, can you just shoot this for me, please? It's not a client's fault, right? Just pay the freaking money get the right person in and just get it done um and i'm so blessed that i've got some good friends around me so it works there will always be
0: a day when you need someone's help awesome and what goes around comes around man that's it damn true man so true cool so next question is what would you say is one of your biggest learning moments from either just because it was a learning moment or it was from a failure
1: My learning moment is just never give up, man. Um, Actually, no. My learning moment is things always get better. Things will always get better. Like when my dad was in hospital, that was tough. Um, I had, we had like, we didn't know if he was coming home. We didn't know like what was going to happen day to day. We didn't know how we were going to cope at home. We didn't know anything, man. It was shit. If you don't, if you don't mind me saying, um, it was tough. And it—the only reason we got through it was one teamwork. So I touched upon that earlier. Two, we learn things get better, right? It's not 100% perfect, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, dad that could—that could be perfectly well, right? But it's not. But it's better than what it was. Yeah. Um, Things can flip so quickly. I've learned that, right? Like that, you might be having the best day, and it will just go shit, like a in a moment. But it always gets better. Always gets better. There's always like, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there's always, I'm mean, a you know I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Like you'll never walk alone, and and the, the words to that song mean a lot, right? Yeah. Um, it, it there's there's so many things like you know, like Ronick, right? Um Ronick came along uh after my dad had his stroke. We had a really shit few years. Um and I'll tell you a story about why you named him Ronick, right? So sedge came up with a name. She was like Ronick, I love the name Ronick. I was like, cool. But my rule on the names, and it still is, right? If you name someone, it's gotta have meaning. And two, when it gets shortened, at least that kid's not gonna get bullied at school. So name like Nishit, I imagine the fun I had at school, right? So I was like gotta give him a decent name at least, right? So that when you when you shorten it down or you get and kids are shits man, let's be honest. Um they will they will they'll teach you like they'll properly build like sort you out right so um sergeant i'm gonna name him Ronick now the other thing about Kudra is as you know is we've got horoscopes so we've got uh Rasi
0: and uh, you know, ideally you know, right you should... for those who don't know what Sorry? That means, I'm just saying for those who don't know what that means uh that is when like when you're born you basically have a priest decide based on a star map what letters would be most auspicious to name you under and that's what this is talking about right now
1: yeah so Rasi is really important in, in many families and it is in ours as well <clears throat> unfortunately for ronick his Rasi were were nowhere near anything reasonable he had jerker and ch right so like we had Chetan, J, and I have no idea what we're going with, K, right? So KH. So there was no name that we could think of that we were like, really. And remember, it had to hit the, it's got to be cool. It's got to be nice. It's got to be, if it's short and it's cool. And I know J is reasonable, but I know too many Js. I don't want another J in the world, right? <laughs> so, um, and, and that's that's no bad. I'm not saying anything bad about Js. If you're Js listening to this, I'm sorry, but you got a cool name. Um, so we went Ronick, and, I, and um, I said to my mom, "I was like, we're going to go Ronick," and she's like, "Why?" I, like, well, I said, "Well," Ted was like, "Well, it means it means light, it means happy, it means happy sound, it means celebratory sound." The, the meaning of the name Ronick hits so many things for us as a family at that point in time. So we went all right, cool, we're going to go Ronick, and then my grand came around, bless her, and she's like proper old school, and she's like, "I'm going to call him Jay." All like, right, yeah, that's cool, you do that but I'm going to teach him that if anyone calls him anything other than Ronak, he's not going to respond to you. Right? <laughs> That's my grind. I'm talking to, right? <laughs>
0: um,
1: and she's like, and obviously, she's a bit pissed at me at that point. And I was like, look, ask me why. And, she, and, I, guess she'll, why? and I, like, I explained it. And I said, look, remember, dad's not been well. We've had a really bad time. We've been in darkness. Ronak is our light. Right. Nice. And um, he is most definitely a cool person. He loves my dad my dad loves him and all the rest of men the, the two of them are freaking nightmare when they're together but it is what it is um but but they can't live with each other they can't live with the, without each other right so they'll have they'll have fallouts every like five minutes and be best of friends in 30 seconds after that so like you figure it out right i love it right everything in life is for a reason and we we go through these things and 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 we've we got to make the appropriate choices in life um, and Ronick is important right i don't know what, where i was going with this but i'm gonna stop there for now
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was just—it was about your biggest learning right which is things always yes
1: my biggest learning is is like things get better right so runner things were getting better right so he's he's i don't want to put too much pressure on the poor kid he's only six and a half for crying out loud but um um <laughs> he he helped us as a family he 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 brought a lot, right? So like my eldest niece, still see bringing my dad back. Ronick brings a lot of noise in this house, right? A lot of, uh, freaking a lot of noise. Um, but we, we wouldn't change it. No way,
0: man. Things always get better. That's my biggest learning. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Okay, final two questions. Um, one, creatively, if you feel, and actually you might use the same process when you're at work as well. I've been asking this question for the last couple of podcasts, which I think just gets into your mind a little bit better as well. So when you feel like lost or stuck when you're doing something, and this could be with photography coming up with new ideas, or it could be at something with work. What do you do to get yourself out of feeling stuck? How do you get into the mode of creating something?
1: Oh, I don't know if I want to tell you this one because of fear of what people might hear. Um so <laughs> it's, it's an enclosed space. You're fine, but it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want me to share this podcast or I want to share this story, no, it's fine. Um,
0: so you, no one else is listening. <laughs> so
1: um, is not a bad thing, right? So, so like one thing I, I noticed. So, so your question is around how do I get out of a flux, yeah. right? When, when I'm in a low, what do I do? So creatively, when I'm in a flux, um, I went through that last year, right? Like, you know, what? a lot of people went through that last year, let's be honest, right? COVID wasn't fun for anyone, and it probably still isn't fun for a lot of people. Um, as a photographer, I, I realized, and this is a skill, right? And I don't, I don't think, not everyone has this skill. I, I honestly don't think. Um, I, I noticed that in myself, I wasn't happy with the work I was producing. Now, you look at my and you think, what the fuck are you on about, right? Some of this stuff is incredible. And I'm like, mm, still not happy. And if you're a client and you, I want my clients here that I'm never happy with my work, right? Because if I'm ever happy, it means I've, I'm i not pushing myself. Rule number one, right? But I did notice that last year was a point where I was like, not feeling it, right? And the work was beautiful. Don't and I shot some really cool stuff. Um, But luckily I caught it before any like major weddings and stuff had started so I'd I'd already noticed in myself that I wasn't feeling the photography right I hadn't picked up a camera in months, so I was like can't be bothered. Um, And I was really enjoying like not being stuck behind the camera I was really enjoying life with my son and my wife and everyone lockdown actually was so good to us right because like we got so much time together it was incredible. And this is the total opposite for 90% of the world, I'm pretty certain. But I loved it. You know, I got to, like, do new flooring in my shed and, like, build freaking garden benches with myself and, like, out of wood and whatnot. So I was, like, proper in it. And I, and I just didn't want to pick up a camera at all. And I noticed this. And I said to one of my good friends, I said, like, don't have my mojo. Not really feeling it right now and uh, and we spoke it we spoke it through and like i said to him like mm, not not loving it and i started doing a bit of video because i just just wanted to i just needed that you know that little kickstart that you sometimes need i was looking for that kickstart without realizing it but i was looking for that kickstart so i tried video i tried some other bits and pieces but i was like mm, not not really happening and then i did um i did a pre-wedding shoot and i was like yeah i am um, back I feel so good like the pictures from a pre-wedding shoot were just off the charts right I was like so pleased like literally and you know my pre- like, your pre-wedding shoot was way different right no, no pre-wedding shoot was like your pre-wedding shoot yours was like four days in freaking Barcelona right
0: That's a good wedding shoot. that was a good pre-wedding <laughs>
1: that yeah. was a, that was a proper freaking shoot um <laughs> but like my pre-wedding shoots are like a couple of hours and done usually yeah. Uh, again my clients be like bollocks are they a couple of hours um, but they should be a couple of hours maybe up to four tops if i if i push it this one we were like literally out the whole day I, we'd start about 10 in the morning and we finished about six in the evening so like eight hours is, is a long time of photography and shooting And i don't like those that know me i don't shoot for eight hours continuously on a free wedding shoot. that like no one can do that the whole pre wedding shoot concept is get to know people but that shoot brought me back that literally gave me my mojo back i showed my friend the photos and he and he and i'll never forget he said you got your mojo you found your mojo like he he could see it immediately in the photos i was like in a in a much happier place and then i took it further and like i i think you know right um i'm doing portraits at the moment mm-hmm. um yeah. model portraits actress portraits headshots whatever right something creative just just to push myself and refine what i do and these creative little things that i'm doing have really helped me refine and yeah refine my wedding work so the last few weddings i've shot you will see well, okay not you people certain people will see the refinement in it right and that's not to say that my previous work was bad but there is a there is a level which people will see And I just, you know, I have to accept that, right? Every wedding is going to be better than the last one, right? If you have that mindset, you've got to do better. Every wedding must be better than the last one. Um, That's the only way you get ahead, right? That's the only way you can make more money. That's the only way you can charge more, et cetera, et cetera. So there there is a thought process behind this. But that creative lull that I had last year, to get out of it, I was just searching for something that just gave me that spark and that was, that was the difficulty, right, finding that spark again. Because, again, being at home, enjoying life with my family, that was, like, so much fun. Don't get me wrong, man. Like, I so loved it. But there's a side of me that's I've got to do good shit for my clients, right, always. Um, does that make sense? Does that is that clear?
0: Yeah. So, like, just to kind of summarize what you just said, and just so I understood it as well, like to get out of that lull it was really about going out and putting yourself into a situation of things that you hadn't done before like the portraits and stuff to find yeah. that creative spark again is that correct yes
1: so 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 to get out the lull was to I, you know i basically said to myself for this shoot i am not doing certain things Like, right? like generally speaking i'll do like reflections or whatever right over and over again but i was like I am going to really limit myself from not doing that because that's not, that's not showing anyone anything new. That's just fucking, you know, that that's just the same thing over and over. Right. Um, If any of my clients are listening to this, you know, I do new things for you guys. Right. Just, just so you know, don't you dare come back to me and say you don't do it. But um, uh, every shoot there is, there is the, the thought process of doing something different. Right. Every single one, but sometimes it, it got to a point where i was like i'm just going through the motions and i was like nah don't want and i was, do, I was doing it at home luckily right not in an actual paid environment it's like putting picking my camera up and just taking pictures of ronick i was like mm, i'd rather just play with him yeah don't want to take photos and, I, and, and that really hit home for me like massively so i was like i need to i will play with him i've got to do something creative so i did try and do some stuff at home but I, you know the real creativity was like pushing myself to find something new, put myself in a difficult position, situation, and and work it through. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's been the last few months have been creatively for me have been have been so much fun. Like, I uh, I've not even shared ninety percent of the photos I've taken of those portraits. Ninety percent that's a lot. Wow. Um, there's some crazy portraits that I could share. But it'll be drip fed, drip fed through. Um, because you got it right, Instagram leads our lives, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> um, but but it but it is there, it, it, it's coming. By the way, I want to ask you a question, actually.
0: Um
1: okay. I I've just got myself onto um Clubhouse.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I want to see how Clubhouse can help me. What are your thoughts on that, just to of
0: So I've been watching Clubhouse for the past week and a half since I signed up on it. And it has been super interesting just to see what the reach is like. So how long this is gonna last, I don't know. Whether this is very short lived for a couple of months because people are at home right now uh, before they start to go back to normal and they can just leave their phone on and listen. Like maybe that's the reason it's picking up the way it has. But what's interesting is that every time someone starts a room or every time someone starts talking, I get a notification. And I'm tempted to click on it and just hear what's going on. I'm actually like thinking about starting speaking on there within the next week or so just to see like who wants to listen to me, who wants to start talking with me, who wants to have a conversation. Because I think okay. in doing so, it's quite interesting just to see who's interested. And specifically for you, I think it'd be amazing to just talk about like what you've done in different photo shoots. What was your thought process behind it? Why you took certain pictures, and what your process is behind, like how you take a client from the day they book you to what happens when they receive their photos. You know, take can't along, do that, man.
1: You're giving away too many trade secrets, man. Then there's no secrets left. There's no surprises. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> can, I, can I be completely honest? There are no secrets, dude. Everyone already knows because there is so much free information out there on what happens. But I don't mean, I don't mean sharing like how you're going to take your photos with people. I mean, talking about the journey that you take them through of like what they'll experience when they work with you. Yeah, um, yeah no,
1: I, you know, I, I've only been on it two days, right? Um, there's some cool things on there. I, I've dropped in on one or two little conversations going on. And there's some really interesting takes and nuances around it. Um. I know I've got a friend who actually reached out to me earlier today and she's like, should we, should we do something next week? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's just see what happens. Right. Worst yeah. that can happen, it'll be me and me and her in a room talking to each other. It's a bit like having a phone conversation, right?
0: Yeah. I I worst bet. that
1: can happen, you know people might just drop in, right? Yeah. Um,
0: do you know what? So, you, can invite, you can invite people that you've shot, like models, especially with the new portrait side of things. You can invite them to come on and talk about, yeah. you know what? get their perspective. How did they want to be shot? Like, Photographers have their perspective of what they want, but like I'm sure models also have theirs. Like
1: you know what? It's actually really funny you say that. The other day I was actually speaking to a I was messaging a casting director. Um, so I want to go into actor headshots, right? I want to understand what a casting director needs, right? Because a headshot is for a casting director. So there's no point in me asking a model or an actor what they want for the headshots. It's better me asking the person that's going to see this shit and and say, what, what are you looking for? Right. And, um, I said this to a few people and they was like, oh yeah, that's so obvious. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh yeah, that's so obvious. It took me like one week to figure this shit out. Right. Like, why have you not figured this out? Like you've been doing it for years. Like this is, this is, this is simple stuff, right? Getting, getting answers from the right people is key to a successful business, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love your thought process, right? Getting the model's viewpoint, getting getting, um, I think getting stylist viewpoints and creative directors viewpoints and stuff like that is gonna be important, but understand understand what their needs are, right? Understanding needs will then drive what you're gonna do.
0: 100%, so like the whole, like the, I love the creative director angle, because if you go and ask them what they're looking for in their headshots, then you've got a different perspective to make sure yep. that you help model uh, or like actors, for example, actresses to get the right product, for their end user, which is going to be the director. And then for the models themselves, for example, like how many models are there on Instagram? Like hundreds of thousands, right? They all have their requirements of what they want things to be. Everyone's a model
1: mate. Like it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to start my career. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, getting their perspective on how they want their photos to be taken, what look they're expecting, what they're trying to create and then maybe even going through like part of their page, and seeing yeah, yeah. what they did, what inspired it. See, those conversations are what I think you can have on Clubhouse because from there you spark up conversations about what people want creatively, and that's exactly what you are as a photographer. You creatively showcase someone, you creatively show exactly. and tell a story.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I, th- I think Clubhouse is going to be an interesting thing, right? I've only, as I said, I've only been on there a couple of days, and I'm really intrigued and interested in making time to actually just really use it um and and see what it what it brings back to me because essentially you know it's a tool it's a tool to tool for your own business
0: however you want to drive it it's it's just to connect with people bro it's just yeah. people and that is what people like me and you do best which is just talk to people oh, of course man 100 yeah. percent amazing all right dude last question so if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, only one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: It's what I came back earlier, right? Um, things always get better. Things always get better, and keep trying. Just, just keep trying. Don't, don't stop, man. Like oh, when I was younger, there was, there was like, I mean, I, I was happy, right? Don't get me wrong, but like there were, there were hard moments as like everyone's everyone's got their own story um but you got to keep going and I, and I learned that from just going through it i never gave up i was lucky that i've got a really incredible you know parents uh, family structure behind me um we uh, my my mom would never let me give up right she was always pushing for me to be like the best best everything like indian parents in it right mm-hmm. oh you're not a doctor oh, i'm so disappointed in you <laughs>
0: thanks mom
1: <laughs> but uh but no, like it's it's it, it is just to never give up, right? Follow your dreams, but never give up, man. Like things will always get better.
0: Love it, man. Oh, real quick, uh, and a favorite book of yours. Oh, favorite book. So can I do favorite
1: author instead of book? Yeah, as long as there's All a right. war- As long as there's a war- there is a there is a favourite author so my favourite author is uh, a guy called Haruki Murakami, and ironically enough I'm looking over here because like my shelf is full of his books so I'm going to grab this one. Okay, right. So th- this is a Murakami book, uh, a wild she- a wild sheep chase. Um, this is the most weirdest freaking book, by the way, right? If you ever read a book and you think, what the fuck is going on? This is probably the one that you're gonna think that, right? It's, it's got a freaking I think it's got a sheep as a main character.
0: you like,
1: <laughs> do. But the thing about Murakami, so one, one of the big things for me is I wanna to go to Japan. I love the whole Japan thing. I've never experienced Japan, but I just wanna go there and just experience Japan massively and um through that love I, I fell upon this author called murakami and i was like this is quite cool and i think i think that was the first book or dance 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 was the other the book that i first read by him I was like, this guy is freaking off his nut this guy is a freaking crazy loon like how is he even a literary how is he an author writing some of his crazy shit and it's nothing like it's it's all just weird i i, I have no I can't even give you a genre of his style of, style of writing or what he does. Right. It's just basically fucked up. It's off its own head, right? As I said to my friends. And it's and some of his books are really hard to get into, right? So you've got, you've got to remember this, right? This guy writes in Japanese. They've been translated into English as well. So you probably lose a bit of the nuances there as well. Yeah, but I love his books because they're just so weird, right? That probably tells you a lot about me as a person, but they're just absolutely off their own head. And one of the things I, I was doing, <laughs> again, giving away little trade secrets, but screw it. People that know know. Um, by the way, this is all changing this year, right? So one of the things I did uh, for my clients was when when they got their um, when they got their sort of final set of photos and stuff, like um, I used to give them a little like gift package. Cause as my prices went up, I I started, I could margins right better, et cetera, et cetera um so I built in a margin for like a bunch of gifts and in the gifts is like you got your USB you got some a load of other stuff but I also gave him a book I gave him a Murakami book Kafka on the Shore and I love that book it's beautiful if you ever if you ever read a Murakami book that's the one I'd suggest you to start with because it's it's actually easy to get into it's not off its own head it's it's actually a really cool nice book to read um but I just love his stories I, I just just love. His style of writing, his stories, the craziness of it, the fact that it's all freaking weird—that's
0: um, that, what I would recommend. If anyone wants to read a book, go read Murakami. Amazing, and specifically because it's weird, but creative as well. And do you know what? It, I love it because it's a weird, creative storyteller, and it's from one weird, creative storyteller to another. That's how yeah. I read Hundred percent. Have you read I'm, him? I don't. I, I, have you read him? I've not read him. I've not read it, okay. but I'm making the connection from what you just told him. You, yeah, yeah. He's
1: probably fucked up, man. So that that
0: that's probably why I love him because I'm the same. So hey, you know, <laughs> amazing. Then, do you know what? Some of the best stories that you tell are from the weirdest angles. Like for example, taking a picture of a couple through a shoe rack. That's oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's not your standard photo, but that's what makes it wonderful, right? Amazing. Be creative,
1: man. Just just think outside the box. You got to do that in life. Otherwise, you're just gonna be same, same, same. Have some fun. Fun in life, man, it's so
0: underrated. This is true. And there is no box. That's the most important part. Like the box is just there in your mind. Like when yeah. you realize that you can think outside the box, you also realize that there is no box. And that's exactly okay.
1: By the way, my son's about to wander in. I can guarantee it. I can hear him <laughs> running up the stairs.
0: Perfect timing as well.
1: Ideal knows. timing from your point of view because we don't need him coming in my room to do what he <laughs> usually does. Oh, look. Look at that.
0: What's <laughs> 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 up, Ronick? Say hello.
1: Hello. Hi. Can you come in the video. Come around this side. Other side. There you go. Come around here.
0: Say hello. Hello. Hi, Ronick. Ronick, can I ask you a question? Okay. You Can I ask, ask you a question? Go closer. Hmm? What is the coolest thing about your dad? What makes him cool? Boo boo belly. What's that? Boo boo belly. He's
1: just boom. Um, wait, wait. Like this. This is probably this is the reason why I did not want him in this room. He basically said, "Boom boom belly."
0: He's you fat.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> and, and on that. And with that <laughs> show, Nish, thank you so much for being on the show. Ronick, you are an absolute star. Dude, thank you so much for being on here and for making the time, man. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone listening nice. has enjoyed the episode. And also, if you want to check out Nish and his work, uh, you can check him out at Nishit Palmer on Instagram. I will tag him in this post as well on Instagram. Uh, his work's amazing. If you need a wedding photographer, he's the only guy you should be looking at honestly his work is amazing and with him you'll be working with someone who becomes family it's amazing nish thank you so much man
1: no thank you Dips. you've been a you've been a star thank you for having me
0: anytime thank you so much for tuning in to the mindful creator podcast If you enjoyed today's episode and you got some value from it, I'd really, really appreciate a review. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone that you think could benefit. Thanks again. Have an amazing day and stay visionary.